0: The Kilkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Scally and Robbie Dowling.
1: Brought to you by KCLR and Scoreline.ie.
0: It's a Kilkenny Hurling podcast brought to you by KCLR. Each week, myself, Robbie Dowling and former Blacks and Whites manager Eddie Scalley cast our eye over all the action from the weekend senior, intermediate and junior league and championship games as well as looking ahead to the next round of action. As I said, as always, I am joined by Eddie Scalley. Eddie, how are you today? I'm brilliant, Robbie. Thanks a million. Eddie, first thing we'll do is go through the weekend results on the intermediate side of things. It was the first round of the championship and the Shield and league finals also took place. We were lucky enough to have five of the six games live on KCLR on Saturday in the two first round championship games that we had Young Ireland's came out on top against Moon Coyne or Young Ireland's came out on top against Roar and sorry uh, by 3 goals and 20 points to 16 points Moon came out on top against Blacks and Whites by 3.22 to 3.12 we weren't at the game in Muckley but we did have reports as always Connie Shamrocks defeating O'Loughlin Gales by 1 goal and 17 points to 16 points we were in Nolan Park on Saturday for the Shield and League Finals Dunham- Magan claimed the Shield won 25 to 13 point winners over St. Martins while Thomastown for the fifth consecutive year I believe won the league with an 18 point to 111 defeat of Liz Downey the last game of the weekend was also a relegation semi-final it saw Carrick Shock score three late points to come out on top against the Fenians by 16 points to 14 any, there were four championship games we're going to get on to them but sometimes with these things I like to breeze through maybe the games that weren't of the highest significance the Shield and League final will start with the league for Thomas Thomastown yet another league triumph they'll be delighted with that but they'll know from the past as I said I think five in a row this will mean nothing if they don't find a way into the senior grade next year
1: yeah look this is it um, you know I <clears throat> I had said to you I kind of felt there to be a lot of shadow boxing between these two mm-hmm. teams at the weekend um, when I wasn't at the match myself I can't really you know throw huge comments in on it now obviously I listened in on bits and pieces of it. I know both teams rested a considerable number of players. But you know, either way, Thomastown winning the league. They've been you know, they've been the strongest team in the in the league section of the championship so far, as have Liz Downey, but I don't think that game is going to count for much. I think it may have been a dress rehearsal for the county final and I think from what I've seen over the weekend Nothing has changed my mind on that. I think Thomas Town and, and, and Liz Downey will be battling out this year's championship. You know, I obviously tipped Liz Downey at the start of the year to win the championship, yeah. but we all know that I want Thomas Town to win it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I went with Town. Before we get into it, this is what Liz Downey manager Eamon Phelan had to say after his side's defeat.
1: We'll have to get over this fairly quick
0: because the draw will be tonight and look, there's no team not going to fear us. Um, so yeah, it's all go for next weekend. That's where our heads are now straight away, you know. Okay and Noel Daugherty had this to say after the game he is of course the Thomastown manager
1: we sustained a few injuries during the week and I suppose luckily we were, we were in a position in the league final that we were able to uh, to rest a few of those players with the niggles and so on with a view for championship obviously next weekend um, but the guys that we gave the jersey to, yeah, they, they took it and they're, they're probably making our job a little harder, they're putting their hands up for a for a place, uh, if not a place, uh, coming off the bench. So, and that's what that's what we're going to need. That's what we look for. That's what we want if we're going to go any distance in this competition. Yeah.
0: Just on what aim and feel said there, Eddie, before we get on to Noel Doherty, no team will fear us. Do you think that's him completely playing down expectations ahead of the championship? Uh, yeah, it
1: will be. <laughs> it definitely will yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds like something I'd say. And then Noel Doherty da- <laughs> the same about, uh, you know, Noel Doherty will be delighted because he, he he'll feel he has a really good panel, and he's kind of alluded to that mm-hmm. as well, saying that you know they're going to make his job a little bit harder, and they will. Like lads, forget this too. Like Down whacked up 18 points there. It wasn't a marquee score. Thomastown have been knocking up close to 30 in every game. Right, yeah. but what will have happened in that game is one or two Thomastown players that come into the panel would have stood up and now Noel and his team are looking at saying, "Right, do I, do I leave Eddie Scaly on the bench on Sunday after I'm absolutely lighting it up against Liz Downey or do I start him do you know that type yeah. of way and they, it, it, he's genuine it, it's going to make their job a little bit harder but look everybody everybody in this championship will have feared Thomastown and Liz Downey nobody wanted them in the draw so that's how I'd see it anyway
0: So coming off the
1: back of this before we move on to the shield
0: does the result mean anything ahead of the quarterfinals? Does are Thomas going in with more momentum, or do you just have to draw a line on this and look ahead to the game? No,
1: I think I think it'll have no relevance on the on the on the championship. Genuinely, I think the league final because of so many players being rested on both teams you just draw a line through it you hit the championship running where it might come down to it is later in the year when Liz Downey face up to Thomastown if I'm in the Thomastown restroom I'm reminding our lads that we had a bigger panel we've we've done that we've beaten these with a stronger panel and, and that might give us mentally and psychologically a little bit of an edge but there's not a huge amount in it
0: Right we'll get on to Dunhamagan and St Martins as we said 125 to 13 point win in the Shield final for Dunhamagan before myself and Eddie chat about it here's what the winning manager Adrian Burke had to say Playing our heads up holding you know what I mean and trying to be clinical with the ball and use it as best we can hitting hands where we can as you know and rather than making it a 50-50 you know, you know it pays off on the end of the dividends we got, we got the score from it like. we're in a good place you know what I mean we have a good league campaign behind us like I say and we have men pushing for places now so no Oh, we're confident and, look, and we're looking forward to a challenge I'm sure a we'll step up in intensity but we'll prepare for that he seems to be taking the opposite approach to what we heard from Noel Doherty and from Eamon Fielding as well Eddie in the sense that he's obviously playing his team's chances up and he says that they're very confident and the heads up hurling has obviously been a very useful approach for them this year they're going in with serious form into this quarter final
1: they're flying they really are um... And in fairness, Adrian, he's he's done a really, really good job with the team. Nobody expected Dunhamagan to be where they are. And I and I mean that. And that's with all respect and the respect in the world for Dunhamagan as a team. Nobody would have expected Dunhamagan to be up around the top of the league section of the championship. Mm. They're going into the quarterfinals, they're coming up against young Ireland who I've said to you from the outset that I quite fancy. Um but but they're flying and, and, and one twenty five against a very weak St. Martin side it must be said as well now. Yes. So I wouldn't be getting carried away on that. But it's a massive momentum builder for the lads there though I mean they the win that game by 15 points it's a big difference than the other league final yeah. if 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 you're if you're St Martins you're kind of wondering is the strength and depth there for us because I don't mind resting players but you can't rest players and get beaten by 15 points in the league championship you know in a shield yeah. game even you know either way but um I wouldn't mind being in the Dunamagan camp that just, I think they might have got a little bit unlucky with the Trotter playing Young Ireland in the next yeah, round yeah. so a
0: cracker on the way Do you think that is just to touch on something that you mentioned there the fact that Dunamagan it's such a heavy victory and obviously a very good performance do you think that will increase their momentum and give them a better chance maybe in comparison to what we saw between Thomas Down and Liz Downey which I suppose the phrase to use is shadow boxing in that one
1: uh, Yeah no it will like Dunamagan you know Dunamagan it's another win under their belt another big performance you know regardless of what the opposition are like it's still a big big win. Um and the same with St. Martin's coming out of that game. Like St. Martin's will be a bit, a bit crestfallen as well now. Yeah, you have yeah. to remember that too. Like no team goes out on the field and says, you know what we'll do now today? We'll get bet today for the crack. Yeah. Like everyone goes out regardless of what fifteen. They try their best and you know but St Martin's have had a really good year as well so far. But all that counts for Nothing. <laughs> now you yeah. know we're into the league championship. I said to you when we were looking at the games, we were saying there was an air of predictability on some of these results. I said there was always a shock. There's always a shock. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where the shock is going to come yet this weekend. We'll be looking at them in a while, but mm. there will be a shock. You mark my words. Uh, yeah. There'll definitely be a shock at the weekend. It won't be going the, the way of the form all the time. So maybe, you know, St Martin's are one of the teams that want to be watching their back a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, St Martin's manager, Cheddar Plunkett, was in defiant mood when he spoke to Casey after the game.
1: Next weekend is going to be her step up again. And, uh, you know, we need to be ready to step up with it. But, but anybody that's in Kenny that knows Martin's spirit and uh, what's within the club uh, know how they're going to approach next weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll be looking forward to that. Um, And look, next weekend is is the important game. And if that works, um, and, uh, um, you know, today, then obviously we'll we'll, we'll, we'll recede into their memory.
0: To wrap up our conversation on this game, Eddie, do you think St. Martin's, considering the momentum they had built up in the first four rounds of the league, getting six points, surprisingly securing their top two position with a game to play, but now coming off the back of, you know, very disappointing and deflating defeats to both Liz Downey and Dunham in two consecutive weekends do you think that has if not completely halted their moment, momentum then stopped it significantly
1: oh, it definitely has um, you know Cheddar's right in what he's saying about Martin Spur and the whole lot and where they'll come out boxing next week and they will but it's it's a real momentum shifter like because mm. wouldn't you love to have played Liz Downey in the first game and, and got that beaten and then have three or four wins on the back you know like I love going into Knockout championship on the back of a win. I yeah, think yeah. the last game is a big one for it. Um, they'll draw a line through that result. They'll they'll, they'll kick on from there. And look, the, the 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 draw has been. I won't say overly kind on them, but it's been it's been kinder than it has been for some teams. Mm. Um, you know, the one Another horse yes. I told you to keep an eye on. One um, They're they're going to have a tough look. St. Martins are going to have a tough. People won't agree with me saying this but St. Martin's will be very happy where they are I know that the team themselves will, will, will target much better things but genuinely on the back of where they came from last season this season has been a much improved year yeah. so dare I say that horrible statement of bonus territory uh, at the risk of being a little yeah. bit I actually think in my opinion I think they're in bonus territory I know it's your club yeah. Um, I think they're in bonus territory if, if St. Martin's get to a county semi-final this year it'll be a brilliant year
0: that'd be a brilliant year I would say that but whether they're in bonus territory I don't know I mean dispute but anyway we'll move on from those uh, two games because the big games of the weekend were the first round championship games of course it was the first round of championship at any grade across senior intermediate and junior this year in Kilkenny Uh, we'll start with the first game because this was billed as the biggest game of the weekend and you could argue in the aftermath of it it was the biggest low of the weekend from a neutral point of view um, Young Ireland 3 goals and 20 points Roar and a 16 points we're going to be chatting about Young Ireland a lot because they're still in the championship so we'll start with Roar and a I mean, how do you look back on their season to end it like this? Is so so disappointing for a team that would have thought to themselves they could potentially win an intermediate championship.
1: Yeah, um, I was at the game against Blacks and Whites two weeks ago, and I said that to you afterwards. That I said, look, they put up a cricket score against the Blacks and Whites team that were already in on the beach uh, for that match. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't put it up at all to them. But uh, I don't know, Robbie. Like in they have a couple of really good players and they're so reliant on them you know when they don't perform they're caught and I think that they just ran into a really really well organised young Ireland's team who have been a little bit inconsistent but threw up an absolutely brilliant performance so I would be more look Inish Teague will be really disappointed coming out of the Championship the year, season's over very very early in play um, it's, it's it's back to the drawing board for them but I'd be putting all the credit as opposed to putting all the negativity into Inish Teague, I'd be he- heaping all that credit onto Young Ireland for their performance
0: Yeah we will get onto Young Ireland as I say but just finally a word on Roar Inish because we're not going to be chatting about them again beyond this uh, podcast and beyond this discussion
1: like a sobering season for them I suppose it was they got a really tough group like Dunhamaghan and Thomaston were in that group and they they were beaten by both of them teams and they were the big games like you had to win them they won the games they were expected to win now like I said it to you about that group being soft Carrick Shock and all Auckland Gales were playing each other in a relegation final that'll tell you that, that was the softer group because yeah. the two teams that are in relegation against each other are the two teams that finished bottom of that group so when you look at Inish Deeg's season and some people might say oh it was a good year they beat Blacks and Whites who had already qualified and were able to rest players and they would already qualified so the both of them were able to do that and then they beat the Fenians or not the Fenians Carrick um, Shock and mm-hmm. O'Loughlin Gale's second team Roar Inish Deak have had a poor year by, by their own standards they've had a poor year you know you've said it before that they're a senior team in an intermediate grade they're not they're an intermediate team in intermediate grade Probably a senior club. They can be whatever they want mm. to be, Robbie. But they're an intermediate, team, intermediate and, team, and that's what they deserve to be at the moment. There's a lot of work to be done there. I'm not going to be overly hard on NHD. I think, I think NHD could come back next season. They they genuinely have a couple of really really good players, but it's just unfortunately this season they just they just weren't strong enough. And I'm not being hard on them at all. And I mean no, that. Fair, yeah. It's 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 just the group went to form Dunamaghan and Dunamaghan were the surprise package in that group Thomastown won the group as we all expected yeah. Dunamaghan were the surprise package in the group Rohr and won the games that they were expected to win and lost the games that they were 50-50 in hmm. so Gorn, they've come good yeah who could have seen that coming Robbie <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't want to gloat right in there they, now they have come very very good at the right time they won when they needed to in the last round of the league to avoid a relegation semi-final and that was some performance whatever we say about Roaring the Seed, to beat them by 13 points in the first round of the championship uh, they are obviously getting going when it matters most
1: yeah um, it was a big big performance um, I missed the first 20 minutes of the game I was listening to it on the radio because I was coming from a minor match and um, you know it was it was nip and tuck, if you know what I mean. It was kind of that type of a way. But Young Ireland's setup was very, very clever. Um, their use of, of of players in certain positions was very, very smart. Um, at the second half, I know Ronnie alluded to it a couple of times when they were playing with the wind that they dropped Sean Carey in as a kind of a sweeper. Ronnie wasn't overly impressed with that move. I could see the logic in the move myself. Inishtig needed to get the ball into the Young Ireland's half to shoot because they weren't getting it from long distance against that wind and when they got it into the Young Ireland's half Young Ireland's were turning over possessions and they were bottling them up in the middle third but the other thing that happened was it allowed the freedom to the half-back line to press forward because Sean was covering behind him and like the standout player in the game obviously it was Paddy Langton with five points from play at wing back all in the second half yeah. in about ten minutes Um Eddie Doyle alluded to it. I was laughing in this in in on the bank because I said it to one of the lads beside me. If Paddy Langton was playing full forward, the full back would be getting taken off. Um, do you know, it's it's mm. it's that type of a scenario. But but what happened there was when Inishkeeg were pressing forward, young were at the break on them, um, and they got a great great couple of scores off of Paddy. Some of them were outstanding scores. Like there were Grace Anyfield, Ted Dray at full forward. He really had a game. Mm. Um, Jack Brennan I'd said it to you I thought Jack was a massive part of that team he scored 1-2 from play a huge work rate and then the other one I, I didn't get to see the goal live at the time I've seen it since though the the Goran first goal Paul Holden scored um, it, it's an unbelievable goal it was just the movement the pass and everything it just summed it up great day at the office for Young Ireland's. only fair with Young Ireland's is consistency Um it's backing up these results. Now they've two wins on the road. Two
0: wins on the road, yeah. yeah.
1: So they're up and moving now. Coming up against Dunhamagan next week, it'll be a belter. Um, it really will. I've heard true or false, I've heard Jack Brennan's gonna be missing for the game at the weekend. If that's the case I'd be I'd be a little bit nervous. Um I like him in the team, but there were so many other players that stood up the other day that were just superb. Uh Gornell still have a bit to say in this
0: championship. Gorn certainly will have a bit to say in this Championship and we'll get on to their quarter final meeting with Dunham uh, a little bit later on. The other game that we had live on KCLR on Saturday, Munkine and Blacks and Whites I thought this would be a bit one-sided beforehand. It turned out to be that even though I think they were level at half time, 322 to 312 Um, certainly for Blacks and Whites, this is the last time we'll speak about them. Uh, Bones territory
1: for them and they'll be very happy with what was a solid return to the intermediate grade they'll be happy they'll be happy with the return to senior grade obviously I have an affiliation mm. there and I'd be very friendly with a lot of their players they weren't happy with the performance on, on the weekend they were really disappointed about it they couldn't life. be
0: happy with a lot of their performances um,
1: yeah but and I, I, look and I'm not saying this because obviously it's my own club but um, there, there was excuses for some of the performances um, okay. the Thomastown game was a little bit of a mess the bad weather the whole lot the lads thought the game was going to be cancelled so the preparation was shocking um, and that's what happened Thomastown were up for it the lads weren't and that's where they got caught. The Dunhamagan game they put in a very good performance and the NHD game they'd already qualified so I think the emphasis was kinda of taken off and The performance on, 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 on Saturday evening down in Thomastown in the first half, Blacks and Whites were a better team. They should have been they should have been well in the lead at half time. And I and I mean that. They they had all the matchups. They were winning the big battles. And at the start of the second half, Paul Murphy came off injured. That's blacks and whites centre half, mm. their captain. And for the four years that I was involved in blacks and whites, he was a constant in my team. I don't think Paul was ever substituted in a game by me. I think he probably played in every position barred a goals for me as well. I had him driven bananas. I had him from full forward <laughs> to full back. But Paul coming off it really knocked the stuffing out of Blacks and Whites and that centre part of the field Ian Foley moved into centre back Ian's a super player but he's not the type of holding player to Paul would Ian would be much more aggressive pressing forward and and that's that was the beginning of the end um, and then Munkine started to get a stranglehold on the match but when you look back when Blacks and Whites look back on the season they'll be disappointed today and they'll be disappointed this week that in the manner of their exit in the championship if they'd have lost the game by a point and went out dying on their swords they'd probably be a bit happier um, the big lights I'd be looking at for Blacks and Whites Sam Byrne has been immense in this championship yeah. he, you know, in every game he's been just absolutely brilliant um, he was the real real standout player this year for Blacks and Whites and he's going to be driving them forward for the next number of years but there was there was lots there's lots of good players there Keelan O'Grady in the goal obviously Paul himself they've, they've had a they've had a, an okay season back up um, they need to build on it now so they'll winter well and hopefully they'll come back bigger and stronger OK that's the blacks and whites Munkine
0: I mean they've just been tipping along nicely got out of the group wouldn't say comfortably but they got out nevertheless and now they're into a quarterfinal
1: yeah like Munkine are a strong team and I, like I said that to you earlier in the in the, in the year I said to you that Munkine be one of the dark horses I keep an eye on they've had a couple of years at intermediate now so they're a little bit kind of is still only their second year this is their third year is it no it's their second year second year up I think yeah so they've had two years at intermediate yeah. um, but they're they're battle hardened they've had a few um, good games they've had a few tight battles but they've players the players that they have that they can they can really push on Paul Hennerby at centre-back is, is is a massive player for them. Um, there's a chap in midfield as well. Absolutely brilliant. Adam Croke is superb. Yes, he's mentioned um, a lot. You know, he, he wasn't lighting... He wasn't shooting out the lights last week now, mm. but in the other corner, Kevin Crowley, I think it is, he, he lit it up, you mm. know. So they've lots of good players there. Um, they'll give St. Martins a lot to think about. Their first half performance against Blacks and Whites, if they play like that against St. Martins in the first half, they're going to be gone out of the championship at halftime. Yeah. But in the second half, if they play like that for the full match... They'll beat St. Martin's. If they can put in that sixty minute shift that they put in against against Blacks and Whites in the in the second half. But the the big concern I'd have was they were they were there for the taking on, on, on Saturday. And I think St. Martin's would be a bit stronger than Blacks and Whites, would be a bit more used to this level, obviously, and they're a little bit smarter with the ball and whatnot and how they'll use it. And I think if 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 Munkine turn up the way they did against against Blacks and Whites, St. Martins could have them buried out it's you know, twenty minutes into the game. Do you think Moon are one of those teams that are just they're not playing to a
0: level they're playing against their opponent and they're knowing what it takes to get over the line rather than kind of being at that one level all the time and maybe dishing out a couple of hammerings or losing the odd time that they're just they know they're almost playing the match in front of them rather than to a to a certain standard.
1: Yeah, you could be right on that. Um genuine you could be writing that I think it was a couple of years ago they beat Sleeve Rue in the county semi-final I'm going to say it was Sleeve Rue and they they literally shot out the lights I think it yeah. might have been Roo. but other than that like they knocked us out of the championship two years ago the year they won the All-Ireland they knocked yeah, us out of the championship 20, yeah. as I said the the water breaks knocked us out of the championship but <laughs> but you know I think they only won the game by a point against us that day um, Like they do end up in all these tight games I think maybe you could be right as well I think if they were playing Ballyhead and Shamrocks they'd, they'd lift themselves yeah, a bit kind more
0: yeah be of a team like that um,
1: yeah. maybe that is what's happening a <laughs> small bit it's not something it's not something I'd recommend doing <laughs> no because um, there's one thing for sure they keep teams in a game and they'll get done they'll get done with a sucker punch it hasn't happened to them yet but they'll get caught with a late goal in the game or something if they do that now they were rootless in the second half the other day against Blacks yeah. and Whites, it was a sight them I hadn't seen before. Um, um, but I, I just, I just, I just like one kind of player. Really good brand of They've a couple of really, really good players. Pow Welch a full forward, and even mentioned him. Like yes, he's just he's just colossal. Like Crow was marking him the other day. Crow Maloney beat touch-tight full-back he'd drive you wrong he'd a great game and Powell still got five points yeah. so like I mean it's not too often you'd say your, your man scored five points but the full-back mm-hmm. had a great game and Crow did have a great game but that lad is just such a handful no, Mungain are a good team you're probably right about leaving teams in games but they'll get caught to keep doing that yeah
0: okay we'll get back on to Moonkine when we preview the quarter-finals but the two relegation semi-finals uh, first up Eddie I mean these were not great games and I really I'm just going to leave it at that because you could go a lot further with how bad these games. Were um, Connie Shamrocks and O'Loughlin Gales up in Muckalee? Uh, My own home parish, 117 to 16 points. Connie, you got the job done, but again, relegation semi finals, I suppose they're all about winning, and maybe that's a reason why the performance levels weren't as high as we would have liked.
1: This is it, Rob. Um, you know, you're in relegation semi finals for a reason. Um, and you could really tell with these two without being disrespectful. Yeah with the two D games These two, two games I Yeah no say, no yeah. I'd agree um, Look they're nervy games as well You have to remember A relegation ah, yeah. semi-final Is a nervy nervy game he will be delighted They got the win under their belt yep. Out to go Into knockout championship They've A game coming up against A handy one against Liz yeah. Downey now So and then a semi-final To look forward to <laughs> Yeah so <laughs> They'll need to improve hugely uh, yeah, Or yeah, their yeah. championship Will finish next week But they've had a They've had a tough year Connie. Yeah they're only after an up in intermediate two years now as well. Yeah, true, but, you yeah. know, so I I think they've had a tough year, and in fairness to them, they've come out the other side of it, and that's that's great for them. Um, well, Auckland Gales, I had tipped them for relegation did, at the start the fair. championship. Um, I won't be moving off that. Um, but in fairness to Auckland Gales as well. You know, maybe they don't have the strength and depth that a lot of people think that they have Like they have a senior panel that's going to be competing to try and win a championship so there's 22 23 players going to be involved in that group so then it's the next group after that so um, it's it's not easy it's not easy for, for, for a second team to be competing at intermediate and I think O'Loughlin oh, Gales have been doing wonderful um, they have a World Cup final next week against Carrick Shock and that'll decide their fate but I said to you before it won't be the end of the world O'Loughlin oh, Gales will live with it if they win the senior championship and get relegated out of intermediate I think they won't be too disappointed yeah, I'd say that is the case uh, then the other relegation semi-final we had it live
0: on Casey Law on Sunday at 5 o'clock in St. John's Park Uh Kirk shock lost that game by 16 points to 14 against the Fenians. Fenians getting the last 3 points in that game if I'm not mistaken to see them over the line again for the Fenians. um just an incredible victory and we before we get on to that uh, this is their selector matty walsh looking ahead and reflecting on a brilliant victory against carrick Shock.
1: next week totally different little bit of pressure off from what we're used to over the last certain number of years but but really looking forward to next week different outlook different training great for the young lads coming on we're going to be where we are obviously next year but with our sights setting and getting winning the next thing getting into the next into the semi-final then you can tell that he's obviously delighted but probably more relieved that <laughs> he is and he's looking forward to the semi-finals as well judging <laughs> on that <laughs> um, They're playing Thomas down nice handy draw for them as well ah, yeah. um, I will say one thing I said to you on this last week yeah. the Fenians wouldn't get relegated mm-hmm. um, I, I told you straight out that they'd put down more men than most undertakers and That's very true they, they, they weren't going to be going down So Carrick Shock I was surprised a little bit by Carrick Shock. I thought they might have more. I thought Carrick Shock would have beaten Phoenix and Phoenix would stay up in the in the next round, Ranger. you know. Um but look it is what it is Carrick Shock have been absolutely dogged with injuries they're in a county semi-final last year like so Like it's been a really tough year for Richie Power and the lads there so getting numbers on the field it won't be a classic the relegation final by any stretch no. of the imagination um, I'm obviously going to go with Carrick Shock to win that yeah. game um, and, 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 and be the final nail in the coffin for all Auckland Gales mm-hmm. Fenians march on into the next round of the championship Um the, the March will end in the next round of the championship they're going to be beaten by Thomas Town. No. I've I've no doubt in my mind and that's again I'm not being hard on the Thomas no, Thomastown are winning the league championship at one end and at the other end these boys are just after staying up so Fenians will be happy enough to be where they are um, still at the intermediate grade but if they keep floating around that pothole they're going to get into it eventually they they need to, to sort it out there because they're in relegation the last couple of years now
0: Right uh, before we get on to our intermediate team of the week which is a new feature on the show for this week um that relegation final has taken place in two weeks time Carrick Shock and O'Loughlin's with the greatest of respect to the O'Loughlin's intermediate team how big a blow would it be for Carrick Shock if they were to fall back into junior considering not too long ago they were in senior not too long before
1: that again they were competing at senior yeah look it's, it's, it's a disappointing season for Carrick Shock I mean this Robbie when I say it and I'm not playing politics for Carrick Shock no team has been through the ringer like they have this yeah. season they have every time I look at it there's another player gone and another player gone they're a brilliant club as are all the clubs in Gaghenny but they are a really good club yeah. they're very honest they have an All-Ireland final in two weeks time um, they have the experience of winning All-Ireland finals they know what it takes to get out of these things it would be a devastating blow to the club um, to be relegated down to junior and we all know how hard it is to get back up out of there um, they just need one big big performance and two weeks time they could get it I mean last year they were very unlucky in the county semi-final against Thomastown that's that's where we're talking about them last yeah. season Thomastown ended up running I remember being at the game I was on, on commentary and it was I remember lashing out of heavens it was a horrible day out there um, and they almost did it so look they'll have to draw on that um, they're just going to have to pull their socks up and just get through it hopefully maybe one or two of the injuries might have cleared up I'd be surprised if John Kyle's back I think he's still a cast on and stuff okay. but look hopefully hopefully they can pull on it look I, I, I have no real affiliation to either club I, I, I'd like to see Carrick Shock stand up basis on yeah, the, yeah. that's their first team um, Lachlan Gales have a senior team there as well and I, just, I think it's better for Herland to have more of these first teams in the championships ok fair enough Intermediate
0: team of the week then this consists of the four championship games and the league and shield finals in goal is Dan Blanchfield of Carrick Shock did keep a clean sheet in their defeat to the Fenians. Full back line James Burke of Thomastown, Victor Costello of Dunamagan, Darren McCormack of the Fenians. Then the half back line is Paddy Langton at right half back of Gorn, Mikey Carey of the same club at left half back, with Paul Henneberry of Moonkine at centre back. The midfield pair are Mark Webster, David Trusty free taker for the Fenians, and Mark Kearns of Moonkine. Half forward line Jack Brennan of Gorn, as Eddie Aloudis has scored 1 3 in their defeat of Roran Steag on Saturday. Joe Fitzpatrick is at centre forward from Dunhamagan Owen O'Neill of Carrick Shock is at left half forward then the full forward line is Ted Dray at full forward with Kevin Crowley at right corner forward and Jack Holden at left corner forward Eddie you were at a few of these games and we have obviously been keeping a hell of a lot of eyes and interest on the intermediate grade so far this year any names there that have stood out throughout the grade and throughout the weekend
1: um Yeah, I got all (laughs) fifteen. They have. um, I'll obviously back away from the selection of that team. There, Uh, yes, very quickly. We should say okay.
0: (laughs) There's nobody from Connie or O'Loughlin's in it. Um, There's a reason for that. That maybe we won't go into. But uh, unfortunately, we just couldn't get anybody from Connie or O'Loughlin's into that team.
1: Yeah when we say we it's not me no no that was completely and utterly my fault but <laughs> yeah. well, you know we're all a team Eddie no we are I, I will say that the ones Paul Holden scored two ten at the weekend for Young Ireland um, didn't make the team of the week uh, right Um <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd. And why didn't you send that on to me? <laughs> um, when Eddie Doyle and Ronnie were covering that game, to be fair. Oh, um, but Paul, I'd say Paul would be a little bit unlucky there. I think he got two two from play. He probably scored the goal of the year. Um, but he won't. Paul, Paul was too good to make the team of the
0: week, so he's the player of the week. Well, <laughs> that's, that's that's well weird. done, Paul.
1: And then the other player I'd say that didn't get in there was Sean Carey. He had a great game at sweeper. Okay. Uh, he was playing midfield. He was super. Yeah. But no, all jokes aside, um, it is what it is. These these you know opinions are like arseholes We all have one, you know. So um, no. I think I think it to be fair there's been a couple of really, really big performances. Um Paddy Langton was the standout performer of the weekend, uh, for Gorn, a wing back. He was And he absolute, made the team. And he did make the team, surprisingly. But he was absolutely brilliant. Um I wouldn't I I wouldn't get too hung up on it, Rob. Um Paul Hennerby is going to be nearly in the team of the week every week when one coin win because he's always such a, an important player for them. But look, um there were some brilliant performances at the weekend okay. and in fairness you can't you can't put 30 people into a team no, 15 no it's very um, difficult I'd have definitely tried to make a little bit of room for Paul Holden
0: no well done to Paul player of the week um, <laughs> players of the week don't get into the team of the week so there we go new rule here on the Kilkenny Hurling podcast um, right that's intermediate side of things uh, could be over the job here very soon um, Quarterfinals, Eddie yep. Young Ireland versus Dunham Magan uh, St Martins versus Munkine they are at 2 o'clock on Sunday uh, 12 o'clock on Sunday rather uh, on Saturday at 2 o'clock that is it is Thomastown versus the Fenians Liz Downey versus Connie Shamrocks I'll go to the Saturday games first because these potentially could be very one-sided despite the fact they are a championship
1: yeah um, I would point out I got one wrong in the intermediate grade at the weekend I tipped Thomastown to get beaten by Liz Downey and uh, mm. Thomastown were delighted with my selection there as well Yes, yes. but uh, I got the other five right Robbie oh well done to you uh, no thanks thanks no. Robbie I knew yeah. you'd be impressed no with that. no Bridge,
0: like South Press. No,
1: this is it, but it's important that we point these things out as well. Yes. If one of us is going to be getting these predictions right every week. Um, right, so <laughs> it's, it's really a okay. case. Thomas <gasps> oh Down and the God. Fenians, uh, comfortable win for Thomas Down. Yeah, I agree. And then Liz Downey in the Conaghy game. That's going to be tighter than you think. Liz Downey will win. Yeah. Um but that'll be tighter than you think. Like Thomas Down Thomas will put up a score on the Venians Thomas Down win the Venians by three, four scores. And why will Lisdowney and Connie be tighter? Because I think Connie are better than people give them credit for. I think they're getting the right players back on the pitch. I know that they didn't light it up against the Lachlan Gales, one seventeen to sixteen points, but that's a relegation semi final. It's a high pressure game. Um I, I just think Connie are are better than people give them credit. They've a couple of brilliant players there. Um I think I think Liz will win. Like I still think Liz Downey are going to win the championship. Um or it's going to be Liz Downey or Thomas but look, I'm going to go with this downy and so are you but I just think I I'm am. tired and you think okay so we're both going to go with Liz Downey and Thomas down I'll go for
0: double digit wins in both games but maybe we'll see we'll see if that happens but may as well go for it while we're at it um, right Sunday then these are where the really interesting games maybe are taking place with the greatest respects to Connie and to the Fenians um, we'll get on to Young Irons and Dunham because that's probably the tie around. round but St. Martins and Moonkind these teams met a little bit earlier in the league St. Martins came out on top in Palmerstown I think it was that day by a single point but were quite dominant in the game from what I had heard how do you see this one going I expect this to be incredibly tight all the way to
1: the end it will be it'll be very very tight um, I, just, I just I think St. Martins are coming out off the back of a really heavy beating I know the rest of the players and whatnot. But Munkine are coming out of the back of a really heavy win and I think momentum might be with Mooncoin. If Mooncoin can put in the performance that they did in the second half against blacks and whites, I think they'll shade this. I think it'll be a really, really tight game. But I'm I'm going for Munkine to shade it just slightly. I think St Martin's can play a little bit deep negatively, and don't, don't don't get me wrong. You're talking to a fellow that just lives on defensive yeah. systems. I, I, I actually the Jose Mourinho of hurling. Yeah, just it. listen. If I could yeah. get a one 0 win in hurling match, I like take hard it. stuff. You kill um, game, so you would no problem at all. All it's about is winning. I'm not here to entertain you. <laughs> oh but, lord! <laughs> but St. Martin's can sit a little bit deep, and I think that'll play into Munkine's um, hands. Paul right. Hennerby Paul Hennerby likes to play like the Richie Reid type role where he goes a little bit loose on the centre <laughs> forward. So what you'll find is he'll be on a huge amount of ball. What I'd be doing if I would say Martin's is I be pushing right up on him that's not St Martin's style and I think that could be to their detriment at the weekend because if Paul Hennerby gets on lots of loose ball and free ball he will pick out them lads in the corners and they move their forwards are flying um, and I think that's the one concern I'd have is that I think Moonkine are used to breaking down systems with sweepers in front of them and I think that's where they might edge it against uh, them against, um, Saint Martin. do you think Saint Martins lack of scoring power
0: um, again this weekend they got 13 points 7 of them coming from freeze from Shane Kinsella and 2 coming from play from Brian Cody at centre back do you think their lack of real potency in the forward
1: line is just something you can't carry as you get to the latter stages of a championship yeah look like I remember looking at it before we were saying that 116 117 would win most junior championship matches Mm -hmm. if you can sort yourself out in the backs but an intermediate you need to probably get around the 24 point mark to be winning every game do you know if you look at the games from the weekend um, NHD got 16 points and lost O'Loughlin Gales has got 16 points and lost you know the two other losers on the game Liz Downey got 14 points and lost like you you know you need to be getting I think 17 points minimum in an intermediate game but I actually think it's a bit more I think you need to be hitting around the 24 mark Moncoyne Munkhain are going to get goals they do yeah and in every game they get them um, look St Martins will make it a dogfight a real tight game it'll be hard it's it's going to be a tight game it's not going to be 327 now to yeah. you know and, and, and that's the way it is look if you're going to set up to be really really tight all you need to do is make sure you score more than the opposition so what St Martins have to do is make sure that the opposition don't get enough scores in them and that's what they're going to have to do with that's the what high. they have done this year probably. and that's what they've done really well they're set up defensively very very strong if they can keep if they can keep Mooncoin less than 20 points they have a brilliant chance
0: does the league game that they had earlier in the year play into this in any way
1: it does because both teams would have been trying to win that game that wasn't a game where teams were resting players yeah, that was a big game. Yeah, so it, it does the fact that it was so tight and everything else makes it even more tense um, a one point game you know you couldn't write the script I think genuinely I think this is going to be an absolute belter of a game um, okay. there won't be there be there won't be two Scores in this now
0: Alright um, Probably won't be two Scores between Young Irons and Dunham it's and You never predicted that Your St. Martins won the game Oh St. Martins St. Martins win the Intermediate Championship No bother at all okay. We we'll win Senior next year Win the All-Iron then Excellent Okay then maybe that's a bit much um, but, I, know. Uh, I think, I think St. Martins Will win uh, on Sunday I think they'll get over the line against Moonkine I think uh, he has them well set up in the sense that I think they are able to beat any team in the around their level I think when they come they come up against Liz Downey or Thomastown it might be a stretch too far probably will be a stretch too far in all honesty but I genuinely believe if St. Martin's uh, get the the quarterfinal, which they have now, and if they were to go on and maybe meet the winner of Young Irelands or Donegal, it wouldn't be too far fetched to say that they could make a final. Um, but I do think they'll win this game. And so Jesus, Robbie, going. take a pull there. I'm you? very, I'm very, uh, very, happy, happy, with yeah, I'm very happy with where we're Carving at. very happy
1: with where we're at. Carving their path through the county ah, final, yeah, yeah, well And then,
0: the, then to the senior county final. <laughs> we'll be back. Uh,
1: we'll be I back. Know St. Martin's so I'll go with St Martin's, um, and I'm going with Munkine Okay. Um, and then the last game, then Young Irelands and Donegal. Yeah. This is going to be. Melt water and stuff, water. Mm. Um, oh, you don't think so? No. Um, I think I think it'll be a really good game. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be open hurling. Um, like young Ireland's they play it on they play on the front foot. Yeah. They're not overly defensive. People have to remember that, despite point, the fact they play the sweeper, score three twenty. Rob, I know. Yeah, but people. No. Th- this is the point I was just going to make. People seem to think that dropping a man back is automatically negative. They had a wing-back that knocked five points over the bar from play. Mm. They're playing to their strengths. That's what they're doing. But do
0: you think they were coming up against a team that obviously aren't of a certain standard in no. Rohr and Stieg?
1: Yeah, Rohr ran dunham extremely close. In, like, dunham played Rohr and Stieg. Rohr mm. didn't get bet by... Um, but you said yourself it was a weak group. It was the weaker of the groups. But what I'm saying is dunham only beat Rohr and Stieg by, I'd say, four or five points. Mm. It was, there was nothing in it. Yeah. Young Ireland's absolutely murdered them at the weekend. Yeah. Um so I don't know, it's a much tougher group. So Young Ireland's would have had much tougher games. That's that's mm. my honest opinion. Uh three twenty. This is Young Ireland's first good performance of the season. Now don't get me wrong. This is their first excellent performance of the season. Right. They've been okay in a lot of the games. They've been very hard on themselves like I mean they don't need you or me to say that there's some of the performances were poor. They know that themselves. Yeah. But they're hitting form at the right time. Um, they are moving. There's players you haven't heard of yet like there's young lads that you haven't heard of yet playing at Young Ireland's that are just they're really really good. Like I mean mm. Young Ireland's a fierce young team. Um they need the older lads they'll need imagine calling Mikey Carey one of the older players but they need <laughs> yeah. players like Mickey Welch uh, Mikey Carey Paul Holden they'll need them lads to, to keep the young lads and help the young lads get through the game but with the likes of, 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 of Sean Carey was, was superb the other day Paddy Langton as well at wing back I, I really fancy Young Ireland's I really really do I think Young Ireland's will win that game um, and if Young Ireland's can invite Thomas Town and his the Young Ireland's will be back in the county final right okay
0: um, I think Donegal will win I think we heard from Adrian Burke a little bit earlier on I think they are very very confident I would imagine uh, I think I said it at the weekend on scoreline that these are the two teams now you'd pre- probably place third and fourth of the remaining teams because of the way they've found their way into a quarter final but I think it'll be an incredibly tight game if I'm being honest with you but I think Donegal will continue their form and get this one over the line
1: yeah and I'll be going for Young Ireland and I'm yeah. going to go for Young Ireland to win four or five points okay. about that type of thing I so, don't know well, why you hate Young Ireland so much I don't right? hate them as no, such I don't hate them as problem. such no no you I don't you
0: just I don't want I don't want all no, joke, I,
1: I, <laughs> I don't I don't go near it
0: um, but okay so you're going for Thomas and Liz Downey I'm going for Thomas and Liz Downey where we differ is that I am going for St. Martins to beat Moonkine and Dunhamagan to defeat Young Ireland you're going for the other way around you're going yep. for Young Ireland's to get the better of Dunhamagan and for Moonkine to overcome St. Martins okay that's the intermediate side of things wrapped up as always on KCLR we will have reports from all four games at the intermediate grade this coming weekend junior just to wrap up last weekend's action Eddie before we get on to the senior side of things uh, the junior there were wins for Wine Gap for St. Lockins didn't play of course but wins for Wine Gap for Barrow Rangers John are playing Sleeve Rue tonight we're recording this on a Tuesday um, just generally if we run through the results over the weekend in junior it was yeah.
1: you know no, it's look the, the, the junior grade the problem we have is obviously tonight we're recording on a Tuesday as you said and, and um, due to a, a hip injury there on Monday Day. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. You're out. Uh, but the, the problem we have is, is is we don't know who's playing who yet. Uh, so we can't really get stuck into it. Um, group A, the results in that was Piltown 213, Tullerher 122, St. Pats 116, Claneen 13 Thank points. No problem. And Kilmacau 16 points, Greg Namana 117. Just on Group A, St. Lacton's have ran away with the group. Mm. Uh, Tullerher second, St. Pats third, Piltown fourth, Greg fifth, Kilmacow six, Claneen seven. So Claneen are going to be playing in a preliminary round. Um, I think that's how it works. I'm not 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, so. so then, look, it's 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 true to form. I think if I was looking at Group A and you were asking me to give you a dark horse, we all expect Toller and Pil- and 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 Saint Lactins to be right there. Um, I spoke with the Piltown management. Uh, on Sunday I bumped into Andy Kearns there and I just had a chat with him for a minute and he just said that you know they were starting to get a bit of momentum in the whole of Piltown are a really good team now yeah. so I'd be watching that's a savage group that they're in yeah it was wasn't it you know what? It's a really yeah, yeah. really tough group um, so I think there'll be battle-hardened lads coming out of that group you watch the knockouts when they start coming in, I, I wouldn't like to play anybody in that group at all, actually, to be honest. I I would fare most of them. The other group then, Group B, Wine Gap three nineteen, Barra Rangers one eighteen, Galmoy eighteen points, Emerald eleven, and Callan versus Sleeve Rue as you said. Unfortunately there was a, a death to the parish of Sleeve rue when the match was postponed, it's being played tonight. Um if the group goes to form, Sleeve Rue will beat John Locks tonight. Right. John Locks will finish bottom of the group, so you have Wine Gap Emeralds, Barra Rangers, Galmoy, Sleeve Rue and John Locks the lottery of the Junior Championship will be yep. you know I don't know what way it'll go with Cl- Cl- John Locks if they play at Cloninan in the preliminary round John Locks will win that game and then the Championship will open up but I think what we might do is look at the Junior in a bit more depth next week yes, yes, we'll have more it's kind of hard to see where it's going at the moment but this is it like I'm not even sure like St. Actons and Winegap will play each other in a league final um, yeah have two on Saturday Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll be an interesting game Winegap will will want to win that game they've they've They've, they lost the county final Obviously In, in Nolan Park to us They lost the league final To us in Nolan Park as well Like they, You know There's nothing like Getting a few wins Under mm. your belt in Nolan Park And get the confidence up um, Wine Gap have been going Really well In an easier group I think So it'll be interesting To see how they go When they face against uh, St. Lacton who are you tip to win The challenge Who's
0: Who Needs to win that league final more Wine Gap or St. Lacton's Wine
1: Gap Do you think so Yeah I think St. Lacton's it's, I think Saint Lactans will really fancy themselves. Yeah. The win the championship. They'll see they'll see nothing to fear in that championship. Right. They've had a rest this weekend, they had no game, I think. Yeah, they were off this weekend. Yeah. So they got to rest when everybody else is out hurling. Um like Wayne Gap. Gap had a win against Barra Rangers. Um, you know, they won the game by seven or eight points, like it's it's a tight enough game, it's yeah. it's heavy going. Um I just I just think Saint Lactans will be fresh going into the game and I don't think they'll overly be concerned about it It's they don't give a crap about winning the league they want to win the junior championship I know Winegap are the same they're both at the same targets but I think Winegap will benefit more from winning the game than St Lacton's Do you think
0: Winegap need to win more because maybe there's not a great sense of belief amongst most clubs that they can actually beat St Lacton's this year
1: I'd say look I wouldn't think that I, I, I think you're right in the sense that everyone's fair in St Lacton's mm. and they're kind of standing off them they're getting a huge amount of respect psychologically if Winegap could get one over them now it, it'll stand to them. We be winning up in the Paddy Cal League final, and no one, will, no one will tell you who won the Paddy Cal this year. Like I couldn't tell you who yeah. won the Paddy Cal for the last twenty years, but I do know we be winning up in the Paddy Cal final last year. And when we got winning up in the county final, we drew on that experience saying, "Oh, on we played these guys in, in Nolan Park before. I think we were about four to one in the county final. Yeah. Like, we drew on that, and we said no 'No, no, we've nothing the fair here.' And I think the same thing can happen for winning if They beat St. Lactons at the weekend, and they end up playing St. Lactons in the county final. They'll be looking back on that saying, "Which is the last." Then we played them here, we beat them. Right, know, so. okay.
0: There are six live games on KCLR this weekend in the St. Kansas Credit Union for Kenny Senior Hurling League and Championship. We are going to preview all six very, very shortly. But before then, I mentioned that the intermediate team of the week was a new feature. This is somewhat of a new fe- feature or s- maybe somewhat tailored because we do every week uh, have a senior team of the week uh, off the back of the weekend's action. But for this week, we're doing our senior team of the league. So this is for the entirety of the five rounds of the league. Of course, we brought you so many games live here on KCLR. Um, And now we are going to do it with myself and Eddie. Eddie, the senior team of the league for the Kilkenny Senior Hurling League in 2023.
1: Yeah, uh, so the team of the league, we went with Stephen Murphy in the goal from O'Loughlin Gales. Now, when we say we... Yeah <laughs> No <Teddy. laughs> In you go Eddie Under that bus <laughs> No Stephen, Stephen's been superb I'll stand over this team actually Okay um, No problem at all uh, The full back line we I wouldn't <laughs> Stephen Murphy was in the goal Full back line, Shane Murphy from Glenmore Tom Kenny from the Borough And uh, Tom Dunphy from Greg Ballycallan. um All have been having an outstanding seasons so far Right The half back line, David Fogarty from O'Loughlin Gales I yeah. think he's been in the team of the week Probably three times That's um, awesome, yeah. Owen Murphy from Glenmore Again Thank you. I think he's been in it Two or three times And then Timmy Clifford From the Borough Who's been in every team Of the week Has he? Yeah That's mad yeah, well I tell I you what, know that What's also mad is He's absolutely flying He and is a Half back And David Fogarty as well Has been superb Another person that's made A couple of appearances In the yeah, team of the week two. I think he's met All of them as well Is yeah. Luke Scanlon From yeah. James Stevens? So he's in midfield With Kevin Blanchfield From Bennett's Bridge and uh, The half forward line Mark Bergen At wing forward Alan Murphy from Glenmore At centre forward And Owen Cody From Ballyhill Shamrocks At wing forward and then the full forward line was Bill Sheehan from the Dixborough, Mossy Keown from Tullerone and Andy Gaffney from Dixborough. So, an extremely strong team of the season. Is there anyone unlucky in there? I'd say... James Stevens are looking at it in a, playing in the shield final and only one player making the team of the week. But there's been inconsistencies with James Stevens. We've 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 kind of alluded to that. A couple of draws, um, a defeat, whatnot. So there's three grand Moore players and four Dixper players. They're playing each other in the league final. Um, so you would have imagined yeah, that they would have picked up the most of them. Yeah. Well Locking Gales with three players in there, in a really tough group and coming go, going really, really well. James Stevens won, Tullerone won, Ballyhill Shamrock's won, Bennett's Bridge won and Greg Ballycallum won. So um they all have Players in there, the, the, the teams in relegation semi finals, only own Cody broke into the team.
0: So yes, yeah. and nobody from Dane's Fort and nobody from
1: Aaron's Own either. Yeah, uh, no one from Dane's Fort, no one from Aaron's Own, no one from Clara, no one from Mullenavat. Yeah, didn't spot that, yeah, no one from Clara and It's probably fair, isn't it? Well, I think it is. Um, you yeah. know, they
0: won't think it is. But like you can't. I suppose people give out like that. You know, you don't have somebody from this team, that team, or the other team. But you can't pick players to kind of quota and ration it out to teams, can't you? You well, just it, have to
1: pick the team. This is it. I and mean, look, it wouldn't be fair to be picking picking players no, just to try and have yeah. somebody from every club. At that's, the expense of somebody else. Well, well, I'm not going to do that anyway. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd have to have some strength in my own convictions when we when we put a team like mm. this on it. I'm not like there's loads of players you could argue like Hugh Lawler's not on the team of the mm-hmm. league so far. Hattie Deegan's not on the team of the league so far um, you know any amount of players could, you could put up an argument for putting them in the team yeah, yeah. but like you know if Wexford get knocked out the first round of the Leicester Championship yeah. and then get knocked out in the All-Ireland Series early do you think Wexford will have any players on no. the All-Stars you know I mean it is what it is I agree um, as I always say at this point I think that team would probably win the Kilkenny Championship win the Championship they win they the probably the champ- would.
0: except if they played the Shamrocks um, which is usually my refute to that but that is our team the league do you
1: want to run through very quickly one more time Eddie so Stephen Murphy from O'Loughlin Gales and Gold, Shane Murphy, Glenmore, Tom Kenny from the Borough, Tom Dumphy from Greg Bally Callan, David Ford, the O'Loughlin Gales, Owen Murphy, Glenmore, and Timmy Clifford from Dixborough. In midfield, Lukey Scanlan from James Stevens, Kevin Blanchfield from Bennett's Bridge. Half forward, i Mark Berger from O'Loughlin Gales, Alan Murphy, Glenmore, Owen Cody, Bally Shamrocks, Bill Sheen in the corner for the Borough, Mossy Keown for Tullerone, and Andy Gaffney for the Borough. And that's the team. And congratulations to all of them guys who yes. stood out for us. And do let us know what
0: you think uh, here at the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast. Um, okay this weekend's fixtures there are six games in the senior side of things. All six are live on Casey begins with a double header at UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday. First up it's the meeting of City Rivals James Stevens and O'Loughlin Gales at one o'clock in the Shield final, then at three o'clock in the league final, High Flying Glenmore take on Dixborough. At half past four we'll be in John Lock Park in Callan for the first championship game of the year. It's the relegation semi final meeting of county champions Ballyhale, Shamrocks and Danes Fort. Moving on to Sunday, there's yet another Another doubleheader in UPMC in Olin Park. Same throwing times as Saturday. 1 o'clock, it's Greg Ballycallan going up against Clara. Then at 3 o'clock, Tullerone take on Bennett's Bridge. And the weekend is rounded off in Danes Fort, where Mullinavat face Aaron's own in the second relegation semi final of the weekend. As I said, all of those games are live on Casey So if you're at a game and you want to listen into another one, or if you can't get to the games, make sure to tune in to us on the radio, online, or on the app, and you will get coverage of these games extensively as always Um, we'll start with the Shield and League then Eddie Uh, O'Loughlin's in the village first of all is this a big game ahead of quarterfinals next
1: weekend? then look it is um, the the problem you have with this game here is O'Loughlin Gales if they're rest players if O'Loughlin Gales rest players which I expect them to do their their intermediate team is goosed because uh, they're going to yes. need the intermediate players yeah, yeah, to step yeah. up and play so this is a strange scenario that O'Loughlin Gales find themselves in if they want to keep some players back for the intermediate they're going to have to play the first team in that game
0: Is this where preparation is key where you just come in Brian Hogan's in at the start of the year and he goes if it comes to anything like this senior takes precedent and everybody knows it's six, seven,
1: eight months in advance Everyone knows this is 1 million percent the mm-hmm. case you know if Brian Hogan had to explain that to O'Loughlin yeah. Gales he wouldn't have took the job And well, you never know you know there's people in clubs and I'm not saying this. Happens Happens in O'Loughlin's book but you know they can cause a bit of consternation from time to time if things like this. Well, I can up. tell you, if I was told before a senior championship match that I had to rest players because the juniors were playing or the intermediates were playing and want to keep them back for them, I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely yeah. go do lally O'Loughlin Gales would be very singular, and Brian Hogan will definitely be very singular. It's it's not it's it's about the senior team. You, you look after the main main team. So it comes down to this: if All Gales rest five or six players, their intermediate team is in real trouble against Carrick Shock If All Ireland Gales stick to their own little panel and work away which they could do it'll be fine but i fully expect james stevens and lockley Gales to rest a couple of players um, even after two weeks off because if you rest them then it's three weeks off uh, when i say rest players i mean give lads a half an hour yeah okay uh, you know burst off the cobwebs and away you go yeah. I'd be surprised if the, you see the two full strength teams going out there I think panels will be used um, get a bit of leg time into lads have them fresh going into the championship um, it really gives them an edge next week in the championship if Ooh, these okay. lads have a, are going in fresh and the whole lot so I, I, I think I think it'll be I think it'll be a good game I think regardless of what 15s go on the field the two teams will put up a show it's City Derby it'll be a bit of fun anyone that's going into it will, will definitely get a, a showpiece to enjoy Um Who's going to win it? Whoever puts out the stronger team. Like, if the two of these put out their full teams, it's a one-point game anyway. So
0: you said you think O'Loughlins are going to rest players, and I know why you said that because they have an intermediate team. The village will as
1: well, then, in that, your estimation. Oh yeah, no, I think like genuinely, I think both teams are going to rest some players. O'Loughlin Gales. What I'm saying is they're not. O'Loughlin Gales probably shouldn't be resting players yeah. in the sense that the intermediate team would benefit by being able to keep every player that's available mm-hmm. to them. Um, but if you're an intermediate player with O'Loughlin Gales and you've been going really well, you'd love to get your chance. In a league final, would you? Or oh. would you
0: rather just look? We're at the end of the season, I know realistically I'm not going to get into the senior team now,
1: I just want to stick with my intermediates and try and keep them up. I know, I, I think if I'm they'll want to keep up, there's no two ways around it, they'll want to stay up. But if I'm an intermediate player with a Lachlan Gales and I've been hurting very well, and Brian Hogan rings me and says, Listen, Eddie, I want you to start corner forward at the weekend For us I would be absolutely jumping on my skin to go in there and even try if and, you know you're being used somewhat as a play for the weekend after. Oh, yeah, but I'd be selfish enough to go in there and say, Right, they're using me now to rest some lads, but if if I go in and score one seven or one eight, okay. like how are they going to leave me on the bench? Yeah, yeah. Do you know, go in and take your chance. So, okay. and it's the same with James Stevens. Anyone that comes in there will be trying to hold on to that jersey and make Brian's life hard. I think, as I said, regardless of what two teams go out on the field, I think it'll be a good, good game. I think O'Loughlin games are a little bit ahead of James Stevens. Um, I've said that on numerous occasions. I yeah. do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tip O'Loughlin against to win a tight game there. Right. I'll go with the village just to differ with you, so we can have something to dispute next weekend.
0: But I really couldn't call this one.
1: Uh, the league final, Glenmore and Dixburg. This is an interesting game. It is. It is. Um Again, without going back over the whole oh, will he rest, will he not yeah, rest a yeah. whole lot? Um I fancy Dixborough to win this game. Okay. Um simple as. I've said it's to you. I think Dixborough are absolutely flying. They'll have had a bit of a rest. Dixborough have a savage panel. Yeah. So like no team has a panel like Dixborough with Bally Hale have a panel like Dixborough, but no team has do to not they, they even they don't. do that no. Not now they don't. No. Ballyhale had. Dixborough have seven or eight subs there yeah. that can come into that team and not weaken it. They're they're in they're in a savage position going into this game. Glenn Moore if you're Glenn Moore's manager, do you play Owen Murphy? Do you play Alan Murphy? in the league final or do you arrest these players I don't know Glenmore of a very small yeah. panel I've seen the match programs there some days in 22 and 23 players is all it's listed yeah. um, I think there was 40 players listed in one of the games for Dixborough um, they have a huge panel Mickey Welch has a load of players to call on um, I think it'll be a good game I think it'll be a bit of, bit of excitement in it there won't be a huge amount of bite it'll be very like, pre-season friendly as well though um, but I expect Dixborough to shoot the lights out there they're insanely good going forward right and I'll go with Glenmore again just to dispute it but uh, I, I think both
0: of these games <laughs> will be very very tight we just say need to have something to go against each other don't we um, championship then this is where maybe the meat of the stuff is um, relegation semi-final half past four in Callan the Shamrocks versus Danes Ford I said this is where the meat of the stuff is but
1: this could be very one-sided if the Shamrocks turn up The Shamrocks will most certainly turn up Um, Dane's fourth are going to be under savage pressure in this game Um, I think I think it'll be I think it'll be a little bit one-sided I think Shamrocks Shamrocks have to hit a bit of peak form now They have to start kicking on here um, Dane's Ford have had a really really tough year um, And it's, it's not going to get no, easier it's this not weekend No easier is it at no, all No I, I'd fare for them in this game I think okay. I think Shamrocks could, could blitz you, them Do you think This is going to sound awful in a way If Dane's
0: Fort were given A four or five point loss now They'd take it
1: No I think I think me or you or the herders in the ditch you take it but you can be guaranteed players like Richie Hogan and Paddy Hogan and Paul Murphy they're not going to they're going to take nothing for granted if the Shamrocks don't turn up or if Shamrocks are off their game then boys have to take advantage of it so they'll treat this as their first of two all-Ireland finals and they'll just throw the shackles off and absolutely go at them but if the Shamrocks are at it and fully at it
0: they're in trouble and you're coming into your biggest game of the year off the back of potentially
1: a very heavy defeat this is it uh, unfortunately it is what it is they've nothing to lose um, and they'll know that Shamrocks haven't been wonderful either this year no now. god they haven't that's, um, that's they're why they're semi-final yeah there. yeah so I don't know, Robbie, I really don't. I but don't do know you know, like, I just I know, know what you're what saying where I'm coming from and I know what you mean. Uh lose by three points, come out there and say a massive confidence builder, any Dane's forward supporter would take that. Yeah. But they've been coming they've been building some
0: sort of momentum in the sense that maybe they've been getting a bit closer, they had a good performance against Toleran up and Comer. Um maybe they didn't go exactly further them against O'Loughlins, but th- th- there's been something there that's maybe you know, you're trying to cling on to everything that you can that's been gathering. And what I'm saying is if it was to be a very heavy defeat it would feel like they've gone the whole way back to the start, which would be somewhat disastrous going into the game against Cedarmont and Eric Homer.
1: Yeah, I just, I just think if I was over in Fort and we got murdered at the weekend, um, and I hope they don't, but if we did, I'd be reminding the lads that you're up against the Club All Ireland Champions. You yeah. know, they're at different ends of the spectrum in, in, in the senior grade. They've nothing to lose. Go out, take the shackles off, and throw everything at it. Right. Um, if Richie Hogan's hundred percent him if Richie Hogan's seventy percent, leave him on the bench. Don't blame. Okay. And rest him because the likelihood is there's going to be another battle in two weeks okay and Shamrocks are going to win yes oh well I couldn't not see anything other than that now to be honest but how much the, it'll be a comfortable win okay um, I think it will anyway you know look I, I, I actually genuinely and I've real, I really like Dainsford I really okay. do they just had a really tough year as well it's just the grade is just so bloody hard um, you know don't don't write them off okay. I still wouldn't write them off Yeah. but they won't be Shamrocks okay that's fair uh,
0: moving on to Sunday then there are so many games like forward to here we'll just go through them chronologically Bally Callan and Clara this is going to be one hell of a battle I expect it to go all the way to the final whistle
1: yeah it could um, Clara were so good The last day Against Mullen mm. I'd say Clara Would have played the game Against Greg Bally The next day yeah, If they were day, let yeah. um, they, but geez, they were so impressive But I've seen them So many times this season That they were the exact opposite So maybe yeah. Martin Byrne has them Peaking at the right time um, Greg Bally On the other hand Eugene Cloonan He's been having A good season too A um, couple of really good players There for them this year That they, you know they've, they've been Going really well I'd said it to you About Tommy Ronan And the half hour late like, for them He's been he's has been superb as well uh, like I know you see it. It, it this is this is the tightest game of the weekend I think actually Tullerone and Benesbridge going to be tight as well actually yeah. this is going to be a tight game y- you're going to go with Clara I know by the head of you and I'm going to go for Greg Bally Callan on this yeah I just like Clara in Championship
0: and uh, being a St. Martins man we do have a healthy rivalry with Clara but there's something about them where they just seem to know what it takes to get through championship.
1: Oh yeah. not Clara class team. Mm. Um I think I think Greg Ballycallan has just had the better season it's been a more consistent season oh god yeah that's almost indisputable I would have thought um, so I think that might stand to them now <clears throat> um, it's a game I'm looking forward to as well it, it'll it'll be tight and it'll be nervy and it, it'll come down to you know the cliche of who wants who it wants more it and more? that type of crap who you know? wants it more the two of them want it the same I can tell you that yes. now um, it's it's who wins them tighter battles there'll be five or six battles that both teams will win but there's there's them five battles in the middle that are 50-50 and it's whoever wins the mm-hmm. most in the battles that'll win the game I'm going to side with Greg Bally anyway purely down to the more consistent route they've had to the championship okay I'll go for Clara one score victory you're going for a one score win for Bally
0: yep okay fair enough um, Tullerone and Bridge again another game that's just going to be remarkably tight I would have thought this was the league final last year if I'm not mistaken Tullerone came out on top in this one they both find themselves in the first round of the championship uh, how
1: do you see it going both coming in off the back of the feats in the last round as well Tolerone Told you this last week You did Tolerone win this game I'm really confident About that mm. I think Borderline yeah. arrogance Some people <laughs> <No idea. laughs> Jesus Christ I'd say something If <laughs> I was playing Centre forward for I was talking like that um, No I think I think Tolerone I think Tullerone Have had a really Kind of It's been a weird League championship For Tolerone Under the radar For them though Is it Yeah I think I think they're trying To time this I think they I, I honestly do. I think they're trying to time a peak performance. What well, it could be. Yeah. Um and like, there's just so many there's just so many good players like I mean everywhere you look on that Tullerone team from Paul Paul in the goal right up to Mossy in the full forward line. You know, Garrod Dunn, Shane Walsh, Tommy Walsh. I mean, these are like, like I'm telling you they, <laughs> this are owner savage team Yeah. now i seen Bennett's Bridge against Ballyhale Shamrocks and they put in an absolutely monumental performance they were brilliant they didn't back it up the following week and that's why for me why, do you put so, why are you putting so much emphasis on that I just felt the momentum was there they came in put in a huge performance against Ballyhale Shamrocks the lift everything is up in there they've, okay. they've gone from the midriff or my knees we'll say up around my stomach now and then boom it, just, it was just too flat for me Tullerone on the other hand I know they're just tipping away and they're juggling along and the whole lot but I'm telling you when that Tullerone forward line fire you are goosed they are literally will shoot the lights out and they've then that will absolutely take your life they're, Tullerone are a savage team they really are a savage club team they're only up from intermediate Three or four years, and we're talking about them. I'm going to say four years max. Yeah, they came up. Their first year would have been 2020, so this is their fourth season. As yeah, such. yeah. And we're talking about these as compen- genuine contenders for yeah. the for the for the senior championship, mm. and have done since the day they got promoted. Yeah, no other team will do it as quick as they've done it. Um, of all the senior clubs besides Ballyhale Shamrocks, I, I just have a real soft spot for Tullerone. I love watching them play. Um, so I think, look, and they're the most decorated club, well, second most decorated club in Kilkenny history as well. They're so
0: tied with the Shamrocks, aren't they,
1: at the moment? I thought Ballyhale bet them this year. I think that win Brought them ahead I think of them. You could be right, actually, yeah. If I, even if I'm not, I think they're, they're, they're either joint or they're yeah, behind by yeah, one. Yeah. Um, no. I, I I'm living beside Bennett's Bridge, I won't be upset if Bennett's Bridge win. But um I'm gonna go for Tullerone and I'm gonna go for Tullerone to win and win win quite comfortably. Okay. I'll go for Benton's Bridge. I knew you would, Robert. Yeah. I like them this year. I know you do. You I think said they're it, going you know. well. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of them. They
0: have David Blanchfield, Liam yeah. Blanchfield, yeah. Kevin Blanchfield. I don't know anybody else. No, I do. <laughs> they obviously have some very good players. Sean Morrissey's in there. Enda Morrissey, of course, a former Kilkenny player, is in there. There's some really good players. Like Jason Clear as well, uh, who's been very good. Or not Jason Clear, rather. But, um, you know, the, Nicky Clear. They look yeah. very good on uh, him on the freeze. Um, they, they just look like a good team. And uh, I think they'll find their way into. Uh, quarter-final and then it's the look of the draw as they say um, so we're going to disagree on the two of them which is very interesting ahead of next weekend's podcast the final game of the weekend uh, it's a semi-final it's not the semi-final you want to be in it's a relegation semi-final between Mullinavatt and Aaron own uh, it's out in Danesford at 5 o'clock on Sunday as I said as with all these senior games they are it is live on KCLR like this, I would have thought is going to be a lot tighter than the other relegation semi-final.
1: It is going to be a lot tighter. Um, it is most certainly going to be a lot tighter. Um, I, I, I kind of fancied before the Clara game. I said to you, I thought Mullinavat yeah. were going to be okay, and they were going to beat Clara. And they got the living stones pumped out of them by Clara. And I actually think. One are in massive trouble. Oh wow! I think oh, Fort could catch one of that. I think Comer. What? Yeah, I think Comer are going to beat one At the weekend. I know you have. Uh, and you have to remember I'm a massive Mulnavat fan. Yeah. And I said this from the outset. As you are with every club. Yeah, I am. <laughs> there's no yeah, there's yeah. no club I hate. I know, uh, yeah, same. But but there's certain there's certain there's certain things about certain clubs yeah. that I really, really like. Mulnavat's steely resolve. their, their work rate. They're they're hard to put into a game. I always felt you might beat Mulnavat but you won't beat them by two scores. Mm. It'll be a one point game or a two point game. They'll hang out with you, they'll stay with you for the whole game. They're they like their football. They're just so honest. Yeah. This season, they've been on the wrong end of a couple of absolute pumpings. Um, Tolleron and yeah. Yeah, like, like th- that's not Mulnavat. That's not the Mulnavat we all know. If this ends up as a real tight dog fight, Mulnavat could win. You know what I mean? If it's a sixteen yeah. points to fifteen game, but I just think Homer, for me. Whatever's going wrong with Mondevat, I don't know, but they're just not at it this year. They really aren't, um, and it's no one's fault. They've a really good manager there in Colin Byrne. They've they've a good setup the whole lot. It's just not clicking, no. um, and I don't know why it's not clicking. Comer are in a relegation semi final. These lads, these boys, no relegations at this yeah. stage yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. They've no issue with them. Um, they keep coming back for more. As I said to you, if you keep circling, you're eventually going to drop. Um, I just You're going to go for Muldervat in that game Definitely well, I have to don't I Well you're definitely Going to go yeah. for them anyway Yeah I am going for them. Um I, 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 I think Comer are going to beat them And I think it's going to be Muldervat and Fort In a relegation final And you mark my words Fort won't be too bad Oh my god So Muldervat are going down In your estimation
0: I think there's a really Strong chance Right Very very interesting Okay I'm going for Muldervat To win this by 5 points they could Yeah they're, they're straight
1: players. off Five points Yeah they could like, like, The yeah. players there Like John Wilde Joshi knocks the hole like, These lads could do that mm. And don't get me wrong They're more than to doing it But I just I just think for me That beating against Clara Is going to really hurt yeah
0: I would say this In any sport But particularly hurling. When you have kind of What I would describe As a sticky team That are always in games As you would say uh, When they start to get Hammerings You would worry about Where they're going So I do completely understand Where you're coming from But I just think uh, They'll go back to their base And back to their foundations uh, On Sunday And they'll find a way To get past Comer In my opinion If Mulder Plays their potential They'll be Comer In my opinion and I think that's why They'll get this one over the line But obviously you're going For Aaron's own So we disagree on Every game five of the six. Oh yeah we're shamrocks surprisingly um, okay sure that brings us to the end of the podcast nearly brings us to the end of the podcast because I do pose a question to you at the end um, of every podcast idea that's kind of somewhat away from it but also linked back into the club side of things or into hurling in Kilkenny anyway this week I want to ask you about the scheduling of some games and the reason I bring this up is because last Sunday Carrick Shock played the Fenians in St. John's Park at 5 o'clock by the end of the game there were some serious concerns about light and by serious I mean very very serious where they were kind of thinking they are going to have to move this game on to the next pitch in O'Loughlin's because that's where the floodlights were this Sunday the game we were just talking about of Nevada in Aaron's Zone, it's out in Dane's Fort they do have floodlights in that pitch if needs be Kilkenny GA obviously want as many people as they can to get to all the games and so many people in Kilkenny want to get to all the games and I understand that Uh, and obviously it's great for us that we can broadcast all the games because they're on at different times which we wouldn't be able to if they were on at the same time but are we getting to the time of the year where five o'clock throwings
1: are just a little bit too late? Ah, yeah. No, you are. It's just unfortunate. It's the last round, say, of that amount of games on at the same time. Yeah. So that, that'll that sort itself out. Um, like, in fairness, to the Intermediate Games are throwing in at 12 noon and stuff on Sunday, you yeah. know, uh, for that reason. It is too dark. Um, we played in Dr. Cullen Park on Sunday and the second game started under floodlights. Um, and, yeah. I think, and that match was starting at half four, I think. Think yeah, maybe well, but, Lester, Yeah it was yeah, and Mount Or Aero and um, uh, Mount Lester Rangers Yeah that's it The yeah. floodlights were turned on Straight away Because I just noticed That it when it's was coming back in Off the pitch that the floodlights were already on mm. So they started under floodlights And you're playing a hurling match in Kilkenny at the same time With no floodlights um, Do you know I don't. I know Carlos in a different time zone there It's on the yeah. the, the the east coast it's Is not it, at the same time It a half an hour later Which is a whole half Yeah no I think We need to be a bit more Um we need to be a bit more clever with these uh, timings I think you know the sunset if it's a murky day it gets dark a lot quicker you oh, know? You're you a nice that's sunny what happened day, on last Sunday um, it could and it was. Sunday. it could and I think these games should be fixed for pitches with floodlights I know it's not ideal to be playing hurdle matches under floodlights anyway but I think they should be fixed for pitches with floodlights it's just it's, it, last week and this week's rounds are the two rounds that catch you yeah. after that then when teams start getting eliminated you know, yeah, you end up having yeah. four matches and stuff so it'll sort itself out um, I'd argue that the hurdle match should never be getting played under floodlights in my own opinion I would agree that's um, where
0: I'm coming from as well in terms of are the games just too late altogether irrespective of floodlights or not
1: yeah, it's, it's. you know what it comes back to it's the, it's how rushed all these championship seasons are played out Kilkenny's not too bad like they all had a week off last week in the senior grade and the balance that out was morbid but, but we're getting into the business end and it's nearly week on week on week and it's it, you know it's there's such a rush like if, start a championship a week earlier maybe um, if it comes to it if we have to do something like that I don't know what but the then, then that It'll be the week after the All-Ireland final First round of the league championship It's not the end of the world like do you know That's okay. how that's I see it Anyway it's, it's, it's not the end of the world It's First round of the league championship You could probably look at Maybe I know you've I've already said it's About a midweek game Or something like that But maybe have one midweek game Every team plays one midweek game To speed it up a small bit If they want to Get it earlier But it's just It's just the last two weeks uh, Is where you have the problems That's all Right Okay so They should be changed But we don't really have a solution To the problem Is that fair? Start earlier Like I mean One o'clock match against The and games And James Stevens. If they want people to go to the game Start the game at Twelve. There's no harm in that. That game could have been at twelve. The other game is at two, and then this game is at three thirty.
0: You think we're all a bit fussy? Some people don't like twelve o'clock games either, and they say that's too early. Do you think we're a bit like that as well, where we're just going to find a way to give out about throwing times and stuff like that? Ah, geez, Yeah. If you weren't whinging, sure, what would we be well, doing? That's about? What should be doing? Very, very true. Very true. So sure, we'll be back next week to whinge. Um, Eddie, thanks for joining me today. Of course, you were just listening to the Clackenny Hurling Podcast. It is brought to you by KCLR. You can subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere where you do your podcast listening myself and Eddie will be back next week and thanks ever so much for listening as always The Colkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Scally and
1: Robbie Dowling brought to you by KCLR and Scoreline.ie